has just moved into a share of second place at the Australian PGA. So he started his second round at five under the card. He's parred the first two. He started on the back nine and then gone birdie birdie to move up to seven under. So he is currently equal with Min Woo Lee, who's yet to get underway this morning, and Joel Moscatel leading the way at eight under par. And, of course, he will be in the last group getting underway. Right, so as I mentioned, a lot to talk about in supercars. Let's do an update thanks to Shell V Power. Fuel the race day feeling and our full supercars coverage on Saturday and Sunday from midday right here on SEN, headed up by this man, Aaron the Sleuth Noonan. Hello, Noons. Morning, Matthew. Good to chat to you. How are you? You too. Yeah, really good. Look, um, I, at the start of the show, I've gone through the pros and cons of the plan around um, changes to the enduro starting process. Main drivers could be forced now to start. I've also touched on the movement of Adrian Burgess, the movement um, to <laughs> up and down pit lane that's caused all sorts of shenanigans. Tim Edwards moving on as well. So, uh, first of all, let's start with Adelaide itself and the weather in particular in the championship fight, mate, because let, let's get the let's get the dusty stuff out of the way and then get into the weeds. <laughs> well, the good news is uh, the weather is a little better in Adelaide today. Pretty wet yesterday, which wasn't much fun for anybody. But, um, yeah, the, the forecast is that the showers are going to continue at various stages, not just today, but in the next, particularly tomorrow as well. So... If Brody Kostecki thought he was going to get an easy ride to hopefully winning the championship tomorrow, um, I reckon the, uh, the nature gods might, might say differently. But, uh, yeah, weather is kinder today. But uh, yesterday for the, the opening practice session, which was late in the day for supercars, it, uh, it wasn't much fun at all. I went through Noon's, uh, the calculations the other day right here, and you and I have done this a million times with spreadsheets as you're watching the race unfold. But look, Brody Kostecki's job is to is to keep Shane Van Gisbergen at bay. That's essentially it, isn't it? They've got to make sure, Brody's team, that they don't have any slip-ups and that if, if SVG is going to start winning races or win races win the races this weekend, that he's got to make sure that he's either close enough, and if he's not winning races, stick in front of him. That's kind of the simple equation. In a, in a nutshell, yeah, exactly right, Matty. That, that's the way it has to be approached. But clearly both guys, both teams are going to try to win the race because for Van Gisbergen, he has to. Uh, for Brody, that's the best way to get the job done. And, you know, we've, we've seen it in, you know, how many other sports... Um, when you go away from playing the game that got you in the position to win the title is when things go wrong. So play the, play the same strategy, go for the win, and uh, and be a little bit mitigating in your risk along the way, not, not to be reckless or silly. But there's a reason why Brody Kostecki is leading the championship, and he's had a very good year, and when he hasn't had a car that's good enough to win, he's taken what he can get and run, rather than risking it and losing some of it, which other drivers have tended to do over the years. If Shane Van Gisbergen wasn't going over to America, I don't think we'd be placing an emphasis if Brody wins on the weekend on a changing of the guard. But Van Gisbergen is going and Brody is in the box seat to win the championship. And if not, he's still the next best thing at the moment. So is that what we're witnessing here? And where does Brody Kostecki go if he becomes the champion this weekend? Well, it's a really interesting question because the um, 
the guy that's here this weekend that is is a serious player in world motorsport is Richard Childress, who is the the very famous NASCAR team owner that Brody went and drove for at Indianapolis earlier in the year. So here we've got Shane departing to head off to America at the end of the year, literally before Christmas. He's he's moving over there, um, and then you've got Brody who's got designs on racing over there as well. So we could be in a position where we get to the end of next year and he might be gone too. So. Um, we could very much have more of a changing of the guard than we thought, but we're going to see Will Brown step across to Triple Eight. He's a young, established charger now. I think you're right. It's a changing of the guard. The the, the Will Davisons, the Mark Winterbottoms, the guys who've been around for a while now um, are coming towards the end. You've got these guys in their 20s who are now in strong drives, good teams, capable of winning and being championship players. So I think it's a pretty fair fair statement to say that it's a changing the guard, but particularly with um, if Brody can can win the championship, um, I, th- I think he'd be a rightful champion for the year. The really awkward, weird thing is Van Gisbergen has not led the points on one occasion all year. Remember, he, he kind of did after race one in Newcastle, but that got wiped pretty quickly. Um, how would it be if he clinched the championship at the death on Sunday, having led it not at all during the year, and then he leaves? So it's kind of like the carryover champion from the old days of Sale of the Century getting away before he can beat. <laughs> ah, brings back Not some fun. memories. Brings back some memories, that one. Right, let, let's get into this issue, mate. And, and I think it's going to be fascinating, and you'll be right across it right here on SEN. It, with the championship weekend is always throws up curveballs, and I can't see any different this weekend. Now, the enduro plan, right? The enduro plan to say we need our main drivers to start for a number of reasons, one of them is to make sure that they're in the car when the, you know, when the big, when the big eyeballs are on at Bathurst, which kind of makes sense, but kind of doesn't because the biggest eyeballs are at the end of the broadcast when they're in the car anyway, and somebody's winning the race. It removes, in my opinion, the options that teams have. It removes strategy. It removes tactics. It removes the unknown of the sport. And I've seen in particular on your website, on V8 Sleuth and your socials, the feedback from Garth Tander, from Jack Perkins, from, you know, plenty of um, punters as well, that this is a silly idea that head office should be telling teams how they should be playing the game. What's your take? Well, I totally agree. I think it's something that we don't need. There's bigger issues. There's bigger fish to fry. Um, Don't forget here that, Part of these these things that get raised are from teams. They're teams who want this. Not all of them, but there's some of them. That's how they get a bit of oxygen. But I agree with you totally. More eyes on the end of a race at Bathurst than the start. And we have enough rules. We don't need more rules. It's ridiculous. Just let them do whatever they want to do. And the fact is, too, that a lot of the co-drivers are better known than the main game drivers these days. You know, Jamie Winkup's a co-driver. Garth Tander's a co-driver. Craig Lamb technically kind of is as a wild card. So I'd actually argue that some of the co-drivers are are better known than the main drivers uh, in terms of the general sporting public's viewpoint of them all. So we don't need it. It's one of those things that's creating a bit of um, chat around the place, but there's far bigger fish to fry. And uh, it's a a real case of punching at shadows. It's just, it's Mm. crazy. Yeah. One final one, the Adrian Burgess situation. So I've just explained that in detail as well. I'm all for Adrian Burgess to have another job after he leaves as head of motorsport. He's been doing it for five years. But, geez, it's tricky, mate. In a data-driven sport where data is your gold of information, 
and he's had access to all of it. Now he goes into a garage knowing what next door and up the road are doing and what they've been doing to the nth degree. So I can understand that a few people are blowing up about this one. Yeah, the optics aren't good, are they? And this really boils down to a, a situation where, um, and this goes back to, and this is definitely not anything against Adrian or, but there can't be a mechanism in place where you've got such a serious position as the head of motorsport without some form of a gardening leave clause should they leave or depart um, down the track. I mean, the, that wouldn't happen in the AFL for someone to go from clubland, as it were, or NRL to, to working for the league uh, in such a manner or in a position where um, knowledge is, is, is handy to have. So... Yeah, I think that's something that needs to be fixed up for the future in whatever contracts and, and deals are done because um, and it's certainly not a, a questioning of the character of Adrian. He's a very long-time um, motorsport guy. Um, but, yeah, he just... I mean, no-one should be put in that position where this sort of scrutiny and speculation can can really bob up. Um, there should be, in, in those sorts of roles, um, safeguards in place. Yes, they cost money. But yep. uh, I think that's just part of keeping the um, the structure of the sport in the order that it should be. Yeah, uh, you're right. It's a money thing. And you've got to look at it essentially as a proper investment, I think, on the way out as you look at it on the way in as well. So, gee, there's a lot going on, mate. There's heaps going on. But, of course, the championship is the focus right across the weekend. SEN Supercars coverage. It's been fantastic this year. Uh, Noons will have it all for you Saturday and Sunday from midday. Good on you, mate. Have a great weekend. Thanks, Matty. Good to chat. Thanks to the Shell V Power racing team fueling the race day feeling with the Shell V Power team. So the Adelaide forecast showers easing today, then Saturday. So tomorrow showers, uh, 90% chance of rain, hover around 20 degrees and then cloudy on Sunday. So it looks as though tomorrow, well, this afternoon and then tomorrow will be uh, the worst in terms of the weather across the weekend and then backing off a little bit on Sunday. Uh, 0457 736 736 is our text line. Come back and join us after this.